I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, <clears throat> good morning and welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Tuesdays. I'm really excited to talk about PCOS today because it is so in line with what I am releasing in the next a week and a half. So for those of you in my community, you would have received an email, you know, um, um, showing that I have actually, I'm actually releasing a beta program for PCOS and I came to this conclusion because you know I wanted to create like a program for PCOS women and sort of refine the way I approached it with my clients so I've had clients in, in the past you know with PCOS and they come to me with a variety of reasons like they want to improve their skin or you know have their periods regulated um, they want to conceive or they want to lose weight and those are some of you know the common reasons of you know, why PCOS women will want to work with a health coach. Um, so I want to tell you a little bit more about the beta program. So basically, if you are, you know, someone with PCOS who wants to manage your symptoms and who is looking to conceive, whether it's your first or second or third child, um, I welcome you to apply to be a beta tester for this program. Um, so this program, it is built specifically just for like a testing phase and it's for you to learn how coaching works how to you know what the experience is like with a private coach what it means to actually have support and guidance um, throughout the whole of 10 weeks and what it is like to really see someone um, you know give personalized treatment to you and strategies that are suitable for you because I think the main problem with approaching PCOS is that doctors, you know, tend to approach it from a very like just one size fits all approach, right? I'm sure many of you and you, you guys have told me too, like we go to the doctor's office and they just give you a pill or they tell you like, okay, you can get, you can get pregnant. And I want to tell you that that is not the case. Like every PCOS woman is different. I am different from my clients, right? Like some, some women are overweight and some are not. And for example, like me, I am a lean PCOS woman um, and I can tolerate exercise to a certain amount before I start to um, feel the level of stress that impacts my hormones. And similarly for you, you know, maybe gluten-free may not work for you or, you know, certain types of exercise may not work for you. So it's not like a one-size-fits-all approach and judging from what women have told me, it's very confusing to, you know, be online and look at all these like information about PCOS and then you're gonna you know you're trying it out but like you find that it doesn't work for you your weight doesn't improve your hair loss gets worse and you're like you know I don't know what to do like you feel like at a whim of your of your condition 
And the whole point of this beta program is to show you that there is a personalized approach to your PCOS based on who you are rather than someone else. And rather than, you know, based on like whatever information is out there that is on social media specifically. So, um, so the beta program is for 10 weeks and I'm going to be coaching you individually. Um, you will have five calls in total and that covers every two weeks and I'll give you like really high quality resources. You have access to my supplement dispensary, for example, and we really talk about, you know, what is the root cause of your PCOS and what your mindset is around it. Because I think that is really important, um, especially if we want to get to the root cause of your symptoms. And also, obviously, if you want to conceive and you, you have a goal of conceiving, uh, we will definitely focus on that too. And at the end of the program, um, I will be giving you an extensive survey to fill out because, you know, this is a testing area. And from your feedback and whatever your experience is, I will go on to refine like my main area of coaching. So this is like a really special opportunity for you to experience health coaching at a really affordable rate. Um, as I said in the Facebook group, it is it's 450 for 10 weeks of coaching. And this is a special rate because once I built the actual program, the rate will be a lot higher and it will be at my kind of normal level of um, pricing. So that it is, that is it for the beta program. And I'm also going to be only taking limited number of women. So if you really want to be coached and you feel like this is something that is going to work out for you, um, I'm going to pop a link into the comment right now so that you can um, go and book like a free call with me so that we can just discuss where you're at. Um, you have to fill out like a little short form just so I know where you're at and then we can discuss logistics, whatever. Um, and then once the payment is made and everything, then we can start our first session. So this is just the um, link to book a free application call for the program. And I will get that right to you right now. Okay, so... Aside from the beta program, oh, and by the way, um, the deadline for application is by March 31st, so that is next Wednesday. So you still have a week to think about it and to, um, you know, consider if you're really interested to get coached by me. So on today, on to today's topic, I, I wanted to talk about a functional approach to PCOS because I think that is very aligned to how I am approaching the beta program anyway. So if you are interested in the beta program, this episode is especially tailored to you. Um, so when I think about you know PCOS, I am looking at you as a big picture. So yes, PCOS, you know we tend to think about it as stemming from insulin resistance, and yes. It comes from insulin resistance, but uh, very important, it also comes from inflammation. And, you know, some women also has PCOS uh, based on, like, um, if you just come off the birth control pill. And so those are, like, you know, more or less the main drivers of PCOS. And we want to really look at all of those um, in focus when we look at your health history, for example. So I will be asking you, like, okay, um, you know, let's look at your labs, for example, let's look at your level of inflammation, what kind of foods are you eating, what kind of lifestyle are you leading, 
right? What kind of relationships do you have? Um, even what kind of mindset do you have? Like, you know, when I when you think about your PCOS, do you feel a little depressed? Do you feel a little down? Um, you know, your your approach to yourself and to your healing, do you feel like you would be able to get pregnant? Um, do you believe in your ability to heal? Or do you feel like, okay, um, you know, I feel like I've tried everything and nothing really seems to be working. Um, are you sort of like a person that wants to try everything that's out there or are you someone who's like you know kind of in your comfort zone but you are willing to try little things like that and all of this has a really big impact on how you will progress during the program or in general you know whenever you're healing from PCOS because our thoughts play a really really big role on the placebo effect or uh, I should say on our body's ability to heal you know a lot of people uh, with PCOS they do tend to be more depressed or more anxious you know basically because of like many reasons one of the main reasons is because we think that we're infertile and we think that okay if I can't get pregnant um, I won't be able to fulfill my role as a woman right like I have heard that women tell me that you feel like you are not like a full woman or like you're you're you know not fulfilling your biological role and this is really hard to um you know, to digest. And when we go through the program together, we'll also talk about that more in detail because we really want to shift your mindset and the way you feel about healing. And that is one of the main um, perspectives that of how I approach PCOS because we have to get you in, um, you know, a state of like, okay, I want to heal. I believe in myself. I believe that my body is nurturing me um, and it's always shifting me to a place of wellness and not illness. Another mainstay of PCOS is, you know, I don't care if you think you are misdiagnosed with PCOS or maybe you don't have an ultrasound with, you know, with all the pearls or like the polycystic ovaries, but you have all these other symptoms of like acne and hair loss. And that is what we really want to address. Um, and so, you know, PCOS is usually characterized by a higher level of androgens. And androgens is not only testosterone. I want to also draw into the fact that testosterone can be converted into a more potent form of androgen called DHT, which is dihydrotestosterone. And on certain labs, you can actually see the levels of DHT or even DHEAS. And these are all androgens that are formed, okay? So for example, like testosterone, it is, you know, made in the ovaries, right? Um, and it's influenced by, you know, the level of stress that we have and also the level of insulin. For example, if someone has insulin resistance, the higher levels of insulin can actually drive up the levels of testosterone, which... For some women, you know, the higher level of testosterone already kind of infills us with all the male hormone characteristics. Um, for some other women, you know, your testosterone levels might be low, I mean, might be normal on a lab testing, but you still might have all these like male traits of like excessive hair growth, um, hirsutism, sort of like a darkening in your armpit area or your groin area. Um, and that could be a reason that you have higher levels of other androgens. For example, I have seen higher levels of DHEA or DHEAS um, or um, 
more potently is the higher levels of DHT. Um, and DHT actually has a more potent effect on the body. And so for example, for me, I actually have higher levels of DHT over time. I used to have higher levels of testosterone, but now it's kind of normal and it's being shifted into the more potent form of the androgen. And the, you know, all of this you can find out during lab testing, but it's also important to note that um, you know, if you have lab testing and you feel like, okay, all these ranges are normal, just bear in mind that there are a lot of hormones that normal gynecologists or endocrinologists might not be testing for. Um, and if you're not doing a Dutch test, you wouldn't know either. So, um, you know, for example, like DHT, it is really potent and it is a form of androgen. Um, and, you know, that when during the conversion into DHT, what we call, there's this enzyme, um, and for some women, that enzyme is being upregulated. So when I talk about, you know, functionally approaching PCOS, if I look at your symptoms and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, your testosterone is normal, maybe you might have a normal, you know, abnormal level of DHT, we will look at specific solutions that will downregulate that certain enzyme in order to not produce too much DHT. Um, and, you know, that would look like maybe like in incorporating nettle tea or spearmint tea that could help with the levels of androgens in your body. Um, and that would really, really depend on your um, genetic makeup and your biological uh, makeup. So that is something that we look at. So I look at specific areas of the biochemical reaction that can be improved by nutritional strategies. And this is something that you are not going to find, you know, in like, like just a normal PCOS program or, you know, even on social media, right? Like you really need to figure out like which part of your hormone cascade or your hormone axis could be making your PCOS worse. Um, another thing that really comes up a lot is the level of stress that can worsen PCOS. So our hormones are all on an axis. I think I talked about this in a previous uh, episode before. And so, um, for example, some of the androgens are actually produced in your adrenal glands and our adrenals are also responsible for producing cortisol. And so when we're really stressed, um, this actually sets, up, sets us up for more androgens being produced in the adrenals or, um, you know, higher cortisol can influence the level of testosterone in your body because higher levels of cortisol can um, prevent can kind of um, lower the number, the amount of sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG, and usually this protein binds to testosterone and it keeps it bound. But whenever this level of protein um, decreases, the amount of free testosterone that's being that is able to like roam around and have effects on your body will increase. And so stress can really worsen the impact of PCOS, and this is something that we will look at too. So functional approach, you know, I've talked about mindset, I've talked about looking at specific nutritional strategies or deficiencies that are implicated in your hormone uh, cascade. Uh, we also look at, you know, the impact of stress on your body. Um, obviously, the first stage that I haven't talked about <laughs> is actually nutrition. And, you know, nutrition, yeah, you know, there are a lot of um, things about, you know, avoiding carbs and going dairy-free, gluten-free. And, you know, I think that 
some women can actually tolerate dairy, like maybe you would be able to tolerate goat or sheep products without making your acne worse. Obviously, if you do have a lot of acne, we would have to do dairy-free, for example, for a few weeks um, to see what your symptoms are, and then maybe we can um, add dairy back in, depending on how you feel and what your diet is comprising of, right? Um, another thing that I like to take into account is your genetics and your ancestry. So, for example, you know, most Asians were able to tolerate rice, like white rice, like, or even soy products. Um, so, for example, for like me, I am able to tolerate white rice and you will hear like a lot on social media like, oh my god, you have to avoid white rice, you have to avoid rice for PCOS women. And to me, I don't think so. Like, you can, um, you know, can tolerate complex grains or whole grains depending on your um, ancestry, where you came from, where you grew up with, right? Um, and, you know, we can always start with like a more healthier alternative to rice and then slowly incorporate rice back into your diet. Like it really depends on where you are right now and how comfortable you are um, at exploring other ways of eating. So I always like to take it slow with my clients and meet them where they're at. This approach has no excessive restrictions. It is not overwhelming. I'm not going to be, you know, we're not going to be putting you on like a crazy... Um, diet where you have to eliminate all sorts of food groups at once because that is also really overwhelming and the, P the progress to healing PCOS is a long time journey um, it's not going to happen overnight and you know with the beta program of being 10 weeks it is also like a bare minimum for your hormones to start changing and for you to incorporate habits that will keep you lasting and sustainable um, so that is for nutrition and obviously we will go more into depth especially if you have other symptoms of like poor gut health like you, maybe you have IBS symptoms, um, you have constipation, if you are on the birth control pill you might have things that are associated with like um, you know a lack of like detox for example, um, maybe mood swings and those we will address too. Um, so that is nutrition. We will be moving on to, um, you know, the whole managing of stress I've talked about before and managing your mindset, um, how you react to things, um, resetting your nervous system. I think that is really important. Um, you know, PCOS women, you know, we don't only have PCOS, right? We're like a whole being. We have all the other things that come into play, like... Um, you might have relationship issues, you know, family issues, like how are you dealing with like being quarantined, for example, um, how are you thinking about the COVID situation, that will also have an impact on how you view your ability to heal. And as I have said, that is really important. So we will look at um, building up your stress toolkit. For example, we'll look at additional therapies that may be helpful for you. Um, and the last part of the stage of the functional approach is actually looking at your detox capabilities. So obviously your body, you know, um, we have to detox and that's usually through breathing, through exercising, through pooping, um, through peeing, for example. And we'll look at all the detox strategies 
that come into being, what you need to do daily to ensure that you know heavy metals are being put out of your body. What do we have to do to improve the amount of endogenous antioxidants in your body? So one of the main drivers of PCOS, as I said before, is inflammation. So what can we incorporate into our life that can um, reduce the amount of inflammation that we have? And it's not only about nutrition, you know, like obviously we need to think about sleep, we need to think about how you talk to yourself. Um, that is really a huge inflammatory uh, focus point that I think is really missing. How we talk to ourselves, our inner critic, um, that goes into a little bit of self-healing. Um, you know, that is also very inflammatory to the body. And our body responds a lot to how we constantly talk to ourselves every minute of every single day. Uh, we will look at your liver. Um, do you have a fatty liver? Like if you have labs, you know, we can look at that. Like, do you possibly, are you inching your way into insulin resistance or are you already insulin resistant and you're approaching like pre-diabetes, pre for example? Um, we really want to look at rebalancing your blood sugar levels, but we also want to look at incorporating like cruciferous vegetables and other types of nutritional herbs, for example, that can really help to boost your liver and get that detox process going. Um, you know, one of the main things that I see with PCOS is irregular periods. And this is because, you know, either we don't have enough progesterone being produced or we don't have ovulation happening. And this is because um, if you have too much estrogen, um, for example, you won't have enough progesterone or um, if you're not ovulating due to many, many factors, um, this can also be pointing to the fact that you may not be detoxing your estrogen really well. Um, so we will look at you know lifestyle interventions to get rid of estrogen dominance. We will obviously look at revamping your home environment, the products that you use for your skin. For example, is it worsening your acne? Uh, what about the things that you use for your hair? Is that worsening your hair loss? You know, that kind of thing. Um, I've talked about, you know, detoxification a lot in the previous episodes and the previous Lifestyle Tuesdays. So you can go have a look at it. But when it comes to PCOS, we cannot rule that out either. We cannot rule out um, the possible um, likelihood of toxicity in your body by heavy metals. Like, do you have amalgam fillings? You know, mercury can kind of... Uh, go through the blood-brain barrier, it can cause mood swings, is that the cause of like you feeling more depressed than usual? Um, are you getting heavy metals from like various sources like your toothpaste or water or you know just being in an environment that doesn't really facilitate ventilation? Are you opening up your windows for example? You know all these kinds of things they might seem really um, kind of like you know common sense but it's really wondrous to to really look at your home and see if you're actually doing these things that could help your body detoxify on a regular basis. Um, you know, and one of the main things about detoxing is really upregulating our endogenous antioxidant, which is called glutathione. And glutathione is um, like an antioxidant and it's the most powerful antioxidant that is made in our body. And there are numerous ways to upregulate this so that it can help to really fight the free radicals and oxidative stress in our body. Um, and it can really help to detoxify 
heavy metals in our body so it can bind to the heavy metals and then when we poop it can you know bring the poop out and obviously um, you know all of this ties into digestion as well are you having bowel movements are you digesting nutrients really well and all of these we will address also in the beta program so this is really comprehensive it is not just telling you like okay eat this and eat that exercise this way right like we are really looking into like the minute minute details um, involving nutrition and hormones and where you're at and the last thing I really want to talk about is exercise. And exercise is a really big thing, um, you know, when it comes to PCOS. I think it is one of the main focus areas. And I think it's being focused on too much sometimes. Like, yes, exercise is really helpful, but how much are you doing? And do you even know how to exercise according to your menstrual cycle? Because that comes into play as well. So the menstrual cycle, you know, we have four different phases. Um, and this is also part of the beta program. I will be teaching you how to track your cycles, right? Do you even know how to uh, know if you're ovulating or not? Um, and if you're not ovulating, obviously that changes the approach that we will look at uh, when it comes to addressing your PCOS. Um, and looking at the four phases of the menstrual cycle, each phase characterizes to, uh, or I guess I should say, associates with a different level of energy so you know during the menstrual period you're not it's not going to be like a hit um, time for you you know uh, if we if we're doing hit or strength training it's usually like during the ovulatory phase or during the follicular phase which is much better and it's aligned to the increasing levels of estrogen and testosterone during these phases so i'll be teaching you how to revamp your exercise routine and not to go crazy with it and not to rely on it solely in order to lose weight losing weight is you know a really benefit to pcos but it shouldn't be the true focus the true focus should be identifying the root causes of why you have pcos in the first place and also giving yourself grace Right. Like, um, you know, the reasons why PCOS levels are skyrocketing right now is also because, you know, perhaps our moms didn't really have um, very good nutrition when they were having us. And also, um, you know, they probably had us like during the times of like really increasing amounts of industrial pollutants in the body and in, in the environment. So there's a increasing levels of toxicity everywhere now. Um, and also... If you're like me around this age, like 30s-ish, 20, late 20s, you probably grew up on a not very healthy diet too. Like I ate tons of sugar when I was young. And that overall, you know, it really sets up our genes or it sets up the condition to develop PCOS on the way. So there are a lot of things here at play. Um, and it's not so simple as to, you know, just tell me what to eat and tell me how to exercise. There's so many more things that we can look at, you know, all the other symptoms of the body. Um, some PCOS women also have like thyroid issues, right? They also have gut health issues. Um, you know, they have insomnia and even the sleeping, right? Like it kind of changes during the different phases of the menstrual cycle. So I like to say that a functional approach to PCOS is more well-rounded. It's looking at all the systems in your body and to identify which is um, the sole weakness or like a gap that we can fill right away. Or is it a gap that we need to work on over the course of the next 10 weeks? 
So that is how I approach PCOS and that is also how uh, I approach my progress of PCOS. Um, as you know, I am looking to conceive maybe at the end of the year, um, but ever since I went off the pill, I have been really comfortable at knowing, getting to know my body more. I know what makes me kind of put on a little more fat. Um, I am now detoxing from a place of strength, for example. Um, you know, I'm able to choose the exercises based on my energy levels and based on the phases of the menstrual cycle that is suited for me. Um, and also, you know, have my own stress toolkit to identify when I am being too harsh on myself or um, when I need to reset my nervous system. And I want this to be for you too. Like I want you to have conscious choices of how to eat for you, you know, not to feel guilty even if you eat something that's like quote unquote bad. I don't like to say it bad, like we need to have an 80-20 approach to life anyway and that includes PCOS. Um, PCOS is very multifactorial, multi-system. We really need to think about not only insulin resistance, but inflammation. And I want this program for as a way for you to be empowered. First of all, be more empowered, gain more awareness, learn how to discern uh, amongst the information, find the high quality information that you need, look for practitioners in your area that can really help you or complement your healing, for example. And all of this I will give to you um, and also doing our sessions together. So let me know what you think about this episode. If you're listening on the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would give me a five-star review if you find this helpful. Um, I would love to hear your comments too in the Facebook Live. You're here in the Facebook group. Um, let me know what your experience is with dealing with PCOS. Do you feel like your experience with you know getting manage for your PCOS similar to what I've talked about or is it completely different? Have you, you know, gone the route of like trying with the pill or have you turned to like alternative medi uh, medicine and practitioners, for example? Um, do you have your own experience with functional medicine practitioners? Um, and if you're interested to join the beta program, which I really hope you will, um, don't forget that the deadline is March 31st and there's a link in the comment for you to schedule your call. And that is all for today. Until next week, have a great week.